The suburban mall has long been considered a major driver of the American economy, but in recent decades that has changed, leaving municipalities and private developers at odds. Hi, I'm Andy Hirschfeld, and I've been following the affordable housing crisis in major cities across the country. Malls are getting a brand new life, as, well, brand new cities, and housing is a big part of that. I spoke to Secretary of Housing and Urban Development Ben Carson about the paradigm shift. Here's our conversation. So there are all these malls in the suburbs that are you know, that are dying, that there's a lot of retrofitting going on. There's a push for a lot more housing and micro-housing, micro-apartments in that space. Uh, what is the administration's position on that? Our, our position is that we're very happy to work with the private sector uh, doing public-private partnerships uh, to convert uh, those kinds of areas. There was one in South Carolina I visited recently. That was an old abandoned uh, warehouse and converted to hundreds of, uh, of beautiful apartments. So this is something that can be done. Uh, you know, the micro-apartments is a great job. Tiny houses are fantastic. The manufactured houses are uh, much, much cheaper and yet extremely well constructed now. Uh, all of these are things that will help. As you probably know, the other big problem is zoning and regulatory costs. Uh, and the construction costs, and we're looking at ways to tackle those too, because that is the ultimate big gorilla in the room. That, that's that's my other question. They've tried, you know, you've seen in a lot of cities that there have been a, a, a lot of backlash towards micro apartments. San Francisco and New York, these cities ultimately kind of gave in. Do you see any changes coming on the federal level to make sure that doesn't happen in another city and then another city? Yes. Uh, basically, what we're talking about now is providing preference points to the various uh, municipalities when they apply for grants. And if they're willing to look at some of these regulatory barriers and intervene in a positive fashion, uh, it makes the likelihood of them achieving success grant application greater. What are those preference points? Preference points are if you're willing to look at those regulatory barriers and tackle them. And what would those be? Oh, like, like zoning restrictions, like saying, you know, there has to be this certain density uh, requirement looked at, this height restriction, uh, these parking restrictions, uh, that you have to have some solar panels, all those kinds of things. Now, interesting, you mentioned parking restrictions. Uh, in these kind of suburban developments, clearly something that is a big uh, worry is, you know, the walkability of communities, whether there's the ability for community development because it may not be as walkable. Is the administration working kind of across departments to address that? I, you know, you think it was a Department of Transportation and EPA kind of is very much involved. Uh, Department of Education is involved. Agriculture is involved. What does that look like? Uh, uh, look up a place called Eastlake. Uh, it's a suburb of Atlanta. It used to be the worst area around there in terms of crime and poverty. And, and now it's transformed completely uh, to a community. Which, and 
What about the walkability of these spaces, transit? There's there's only so much you can do if these are, you know, frankly, isolated communities. Yeah, they, they take that into consideration and try to put uh, grocery stores within walking distance. Uh, there's another one being built right now in uh, the Miami area called Liberty Square. And, and, again, it was one of the worst places imaginable. But, you know, they've contracted with uh, food sources and other businesses in order to bring things, particularly to the retired community, who may not have a car or the ability to, to get around easily. So walkability is a big part of the conversation. That's something you are – Absolutely. Is that, is that a – is that, would you say that's a priority, or is that like a secondary thought? No, it's it's very important when you're talking about a holistic community. It's key a key issue. Now, uh, one of the kind of the big issue that we've seen why a lot of people are being, really being pushed to the suburbs is the cost of living in cities. Just like, for example, in New York and Manhattan, if you want to buy a home, you need to be making a minimum of $100,000 a year. You know, rentals are not that much better. We're looking at, you know, you're looking at average prices just shy of 3000 and in cities where there's also that are not quite at New York but are have a lot of substantial growth like uh, Charlotte and Austin, for example, are really seeing prices uh, that have jumped in, in the case of Austin from around seven uh, from around seven hundred dollars a month to thirteen hundred dollars a month in a span of only a couple of years. Right, that's one of the very key reasons that we're having this display this weekend on the mall uh, to show that there are new uh, innovative builders who can tackle that problem. There's, for instance, uh, Boxable, uh, which builds uh, collapsible structures that can be easily transported and uh, uh, revitalized and have a kitchen, bathroom, bedrooms, a living area, uh, and you're talking all less than $50,000. And how are you holding cities and states really accountable to follow follow this? Well, you can't make them do anything, but again, this is where we use preference points. If they're willing to look at uh, these new technologies and utilize them in their uh, planning sessions, uh, which we can look at and we can certify in terms of who's uh, a reasonable uh, builder and who might be somebody who's a shyster. What cities and kind of states have you been seeing that are really working, that this is working the best and the states that you've seen kind of more backlash from? Well, I think Arizona is doing a, a particularly good job. And... Um, they have a, a, a group there called Build Us Hope, B-U-H, and they build uh, especially tiny homes for veterans, uh, for people with uh, uh, mental disabilities, and uh, homeless in general. And uh, they've uh, been able to uh, create new communities for these individuals. Other than Arizona? In Arizona. Build Us uh, Other than Arizona? Oh, other than Arizona. I, I think there are multiple uh, places, um, uh, Idaho, uh, Florida, and Florida is particularly important because of the potential for disasters there. Uh, and this is another area where these 
tiny homes and where the manufactured homes can be a major game changer because they can be constructed very, very quickly. In response to storms, you mean like that? Yeah, exactly. Okay. And then also, you know, look at the opportunity zones. I don't know if you've heard very much about those, but those are spectacular. 